I'm Haley. And I'm Riley. And this is Movies Better, Yeah Right. A podcast where we see how our favorite YA reads and their adaptations stack up against each other. I'm a full-time writer, reader, and proud owner of four library cards. And I'm a never writer, sometimes reader, and avid movie watcher. We've been friends for six years and bond best over books and movies based off them. But instead of watching together and annoying everyone around us with our nonstop commentary, we've brought our hot takes here for you. So whether you read along, watch along, both or neither, join us as we work our way through the YA genre. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... Mm, hold on, let me start over. forgot the name of that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Twilight. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Movies Better Yeah Right. This week, we are taking a bite out of a classic YA book. We're talking about Whoa. Twilight. Did you like that, Haley? <laughs> I did. I didn't know what was going to happen, and it was so good. <laughs> We're talking about Twilight by Stephanie Meyer and the movie of the same name, which if you haven't seen it, stop right now. I usually say you can listen anyway, but I'm going to need you to stop and watch. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, where have you been? Where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see that coming. I have to say that really leads into my hot take really quick, which is my teenage hot take that I'm going to recycle because I figured it still fits. There's not enough Jacob in this book. That's all. Oh my god, yeah. For someone who is so heavily Team Jacob, just to really put my allegiances out there immediately... He's Same. like barely to be found. I don't know when I, you know, never mind. I know when I fell so in love with Jacob and it was wholly related to Taylor Lautner. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, he's like here or there, but I was confused that Bella didn't seem to remember him. No, her like childhood friend. It was very much just the bella edward story and jacob like existed to like share a little bit of information about some vampires and that was the whole the whole thing so that's my hot take i would have taken more of the werewolf i agree i'm shocked that hasn't been an avenue explored yet which kind of goes with my hot take which is i want a book where they just like combine midnight sun and twilight and then i want to read a mega book (laughs) so it like you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like instead of having to do like a tandem read, which I think some people have done, yeah. I just want it all in one book and I want to know what everyone's thinking at all times. A little like chapter swap or something? Yeah, because I like read Twilight a billion times, read Midnight Sw- Sun. I don't know if you guys remember um, like it being leaked. Did Way you read the like, maybe Of course, because I'm a bad person. <laughs> I was like, I'm a Stephanie Meyer stan and if she says no, I will not. I've read it since. I, yeah, I did not care. I was like, I'm I'm reading it. So I read what there was back then and then patiently waited and read it when it came out. And so that was like the most recent Twilight I have done before rereading it again for this. So I was like the whole time just being like, oh, I wish I remembered what Edward was thinking right now. What like he what he was doing. Was that she was weak and stupid all the time. He, and that she <laughs> Yeah, was he like, wasn't nice to her, right? That he wanted to kill her constantly. The Midnight Sun really... So I read these... I have like a history, a very complicated history with these books that started when I was in like middle school and I was emailing like an author, this woman who wrote like a mythology series and I like emailed her to tell her how much I loved it. And she emailed me back. I know. She asked me what I was reading and I was reading Twilight. Basically, to sum it up, she was nervous about young girls reading it because Bella's like as she said quote a cipher of a character and like doesn't have a lot of agency and I was like oh got it so I put the book down and I was like not really man I'm 12 I put the book down and then the movie came out or something happened and I picked it back up and I was in a Home Depot at the time because I hate that store and I was reading while my mom was shopping and then I just became obsessed I left that Home Depot a different person than I had entered it (laughs) <laughs> and then I read them all like crazy. I went to every um, like midnight screening of the movies. Mm-hmm. Even for the last one, I went to the screening where they did like all five. So you started at like oh my god know, noon, and then you at midnight you watched the last one. And I was your divorced. brain just fried? Absolutely. I don't remember much of the last couple movies. I remember doing like 
maybe midnight showing for new moon or just like within like the premiere week. And I remember it being almost like Rocky Horror Picture Show, like the audience just yelling things yeah. <laughs> at the screen. We were all yelling stuff like you could almost not hear what they were actually saying. Yeah, you had to go back and watch it again. The like screams every time a shirt was taken off. Uh, it happens so much. And in New Moon, too, especially mm-hmm. with all the wolf boys. Uh, a classic. I would go with my friend from we're still friends now but she was my friend in junior high her name is Cora shout out if she's listening but her mom and my mom and the two of us went yeah I had a best friend at the time and she's who got me into Twilight and I was like very much like not a reader and was like this is not for me I'm glad you like it but then I read one and was like okay fine I'm in and boy was I in I have like a Jacob Black lunchbox all the merch I had one of his Barbie dolls Oh, I just have the earrings and like a t-shirt. His like um tribal God. tattoo earrings. I say quote tribal tattoo because I think like Stephanie Meyer design. I have no idea who designed it. Oh, I can't imagine anyone with no with proper credentials. Um, and a lot of t-shirts and posters, but no lunchboxes. Oh yeah, cool. lots of posters. I read Midnight Sun a couple years ago, and really had a hard time. I don't I didn't remember and I'll get into it as I start summarizing. I didn't remember that this book, the first one especially, I don't know if the rest are like this because I haven't reread in a while, but is so much summary and like talking and explaining stuff. Oh my I gosh. think that it was probably really interesting the first time I read it, but because I know this shit like the back of my hand, I used to check the Twilight <laughs> website every day for updates. Like I know the story. I know what's happening. It was just like hundreds of pages of me reading Edward explaining just things that I know. And I was just oh like, my God, yeah. this book had like the curse of the kissing booth where it was just like so much detail and like not even like lore. It was also like, yes, okay, first time you need to learn about like what they can do and stuff. But it was also like Bella went upstairs and put away her toothbrush, but then took out her toiletry bag so that she could also reorganize that, but then put it away. And she had to make sure her wet towel was hanging up. And in that time, she was able to do that. It's like, oh my God, I don't give a shit if Bella is tidy, <laughs> please. A lot. I was like being hit over the head with like the most mundane. Mm-hmm. Like Bella walked up four steps and slipped on the second, but then was able to make it up and rest. I was like, who cares? It gave me Nancy Drew vibes because Nancy is always stopping a mystery to cook something or clean some dishes. Oh my god, Bella was such a housemaker. I hated mm-hmm. it. In the book, There's more weird than religious undertones in this. Yeah, that was like something I completely missed the first time, or yeah. the, maybe the seventieth time. I was still missing it. I can start getting into the summary so I can talk about um, book Charlie. But first, the book starts with a prologue. That really makes it clear from Jump that Bella, she's about to die in this prologue. And it's clear that she's like totally cool with that. And she continues to be really totally fine with the possibility of her death for the rest of the book. Yeah, she doesn't seem to care. So we don't know exactly what's happening in that scene. We just know she's about to die and for someone she loves. Then we backtrack however many months, and she is begrudgingly moving from Phoenix, Arizona to Forks to live with her dad, who she used to, like, see on summers occasionally and hasn't lived with in a while. I love them in the movie, and he doesn't make her cook his meals all the time and do his dishes in the movie. Isn't it so weird? There was, like, a scene in the book where she, like, heated herself up food and was sitting down and had just sat down to eat it, and he walked in. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, do you want some? And he was like, yeah. I was like, "He, she just sat down. Like, mm-hmm. go get it yourself, Charlie. You're a grown man. I could not he was understand. Unlikable in this. But then I also didn't know why she – it seemed like she just took it on herself, which was really bizarre to me. Because she gets there and functioning just fine for the last 15 years. He's been eating fish every day, and that's cool for him. Like but he's alive. I don't. And nobody's told me he's unhealthy. So I'm <laughs> confused on why she thought she had to like change him. But he like gets her a truck when she gets there, and 
I just noticed that she immediately ragged on him and made like this comment about how the police station is his wife and family. And I was like, ouch, we just feel differently about Charlie in this book than we do in the movie. Yeah, um, she's not happy with him. And I don't really know what he did wrong. Because her mom also kind of sounds like the worst, in yeah. my opinion. Her mom is like, she's like the child in the relationship and Bella takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. So she rags on him. She rags on every single person she comes across at school. She really does. It's very judgy. The whole, you're just in her head judging everybody. And then Edward gives her that right back and acts like she stinks when she walks into <laughs> their science class. He... Uh-huh. um is covering his face. He looks extremely tortured by her presence. Um, And she's so bothered by it that she keeps thinking about it while she's grocery shopping, making dinner, and sending emails, all of which we get in great detail. Then he's gone from school for a while. She just, all she knows about him is this is like a guy who has like a, some like adopted siblings and their dad is a doctor and they are somewhat new to the school, but they don't like associate with everybody. They're very private. And she, like, cannot stop thinking about how aggressively angry he seemed at her presence. He even, like, asked to be switched out of their class, and she overheard him. Um, But then he disappears from school for a while, so she can't even ask him what's up. And then he comes back and just acts super friendly, and they study mitosis together, and they're just, like, bantering. And all is well. And his eyes are not dark black holes this time. They're like, oh, yeah, she's noticed. A change in him. I don't know. They, I guess they are having a normal conversation, but it's like two planks of wood talking to each other. Truly. Their relationship progresses pretty quickly where after that, he like saves her from this classmate Tyler's car that like skids on ice in the parking lot and it's about to crush her between her truck and this car. Edward, like from multiple cars away, somehow is like at her side and holding the truck at bay with his arm and she confronts him at the hospital and he won't answer and is really like i don't care what you saw no one's gonna believe you the master lesson and gaslight gatekeep but not girl bossing he um, is a monster yeah he tells her so he says that they shouldn't be friends that he's like not good for her he really tries to make this clear which is why i found both this and Midnight Sun infuriating on a reread because he can't tell her enough. This isn't good. And she's like, I'm, it is absolutely impositive. And there's like no reason for her to think so. I'm just confused. That's I can't figure out what the redeeming qualities are for either of them. I just really? don't get it. Maybe that's so because I really like books that are funny and like the main characters laugh together or are witty. Or like my personal relationships, I take humor like I rank that above all. Like, if someone makes me laugh, I'm like, okay, I I get it. They are, like, not funny. No. <laughs> they, I don't know what fun they're having with each other. He's, like, always yelling at her. She always feels bad and is, like, trying to defend something. And if she's not doing that, then she's, like, literally tripping over something. And those are, like, the mm-hmm. two things we have she going for us. So, so I can't remember what was, like, feeling so romantic And I think the only thing he likes about her is that he can't read her mind. Like, if he could for two seconds, he would be like, oh, my God, never mind. This girl is incredibly (laughs) boring. (laughs) The book, a whole different book is just him reading her mind and going, "Mm, never mind. He, after saying they shouldn't be friends, she, like, rejects three dance offers for, what is it? It's like a female choice, like a Sadie's dance, but everyone's asking her. Um, And he is, like observing this and thinking it's so funny and then he has a change of heart and he's like i'm tired of staying away from you and he offers to drive her to seattle for the trip that she said she's gonna take just to like get out of this dance they like form sort of a friendship of sorts or like a stalemate from him being like get away from me and they have the weirdest lunch ever in front of everyone yeah it's so public he insults her intelligence and and then her willpower, he, like, insists on driving her home when she faints in biology. He will not take no for an answer. He's like, you got woozy. I will be driving you. And there is no option. You're coming in my car. Someone's going to take your car to your house later. So, I what you have to say. I was wondering what they were implying when they said 
someone would take her truck home because she was like, I have the keys. But like she doesn't give the keys to him. Or maybe this happens later. But at some point, Bella doesn't have the key to her truck. And he's like, don't worry about it. They'll get it home. Or is he yeah, implying they- that they're just going to carry it? <laughs> like what? what's the... I thought she said that the keys were, like, in her house and, like, good luck finding them. And then they did. And I was like, how did you get the car to school if your keys were at home? That's what, I, I don't know when it happens. We might be jumbling. Because it yeah. does happen a few times where her truck gets left somewhere. But it almost mm-hmm. sounded like they were going to, like, just Pick bring it, up. it. I mean, whatever the case, both times, he's refusing to do what she wants, which is for no one to touch her car and for her to just drive herself. <laughs> he's oh, like, yeah. He insults the car all the time, too, even though it's cute. She's starting to think that something's off about him, mostly from him saving her from the car. She, like, goes on a beach trip with a bunch of friends and is like, I'm going to get information from um, my old childhood buddy, Jacob Black, because one of his friends from the reservation had said that, like, the Cullens don't come here in a way that felt a little suspicious to her. She wanted more information. (laughs) So she, like, bats her eyelashes at Jacob on a beach walk with the intent of just pulling information from him, which she does. And he tells her that the Cullens are cold ones. I don't think he ever says vampire, but it's heavily Yeah, he doesn't say it. But it does seem like he he thinks it's like a legend. But I also didn't realize how much younger he was than her. So he, like, is 14, and she is 17, I thought. Huh. Maybe they just aged him up so they could cast Taylor Lautner. Edward is gone all week after that, so she's, like, depressed and thinking about him and researching vampires on the internet for a whole chapter. Um, and then she, like, goes with some of her girlfriends to Port Angeles while they're, like, picking out, uh, not prom, um, Sadie Hawkins dresses. And she almost gets attacked by a bunch of skeevy men. In an alleyway. Yeah, that was like, very scary. I also didn't yeah. understand what she was doing. The the like setting was confusing to me. All of a sudden, we went from like a big city to like she was at a warehouse, and I was like, I know. Well, Which how is not something I thought existed in Port Angeles. And then weirdly enough, she was like, you'd see like the block where people would be. She was planning to punch them in the nose and kick them in the balls but she didn't have to because edward came has been stalking her yeah he <laughs> suddenly appears in his car takes her to dinner saves her at dinner just like gives himself up as a mind reader i feel like she was really yeah. not close to maybe he didn't want to be like outed as like i've been stalking you so instead he distracted by being like i've been stalking you by virtue of like i can hear other people's thoughts so that's how he found you but he, yeah, he really just wants her to know. Like, I think it's silly that he's pretending like he doesn't want her to find out. Like, he can't wait to tell her. Yeah, he, like, confirms the her vampire theory on their way home. Like, it doesn't take him much denial. He does this on a really speedy drive, and I wanted to ask you if you think he was going as fast or faster than Noah Flynn in the kitchen. <laughs> going the speed limit? <laughs> It does sound like maybe he was going faster. Yeah. She was reckless um, Noah Flynn, but I do think they would be friends. She reacts to his vampire news like the most casually of any reaction to any major news I've ever seen. She is like cool as a cucumber. She's like, I knew it. I was correct. Great. Like, I'm so happy I was right. After that, we start, they're like lunching together now, like all the time, and we are getting a lot of information, a lot of information about his hunting and how his family is like vegetarian and that's why his eyes are different and that's why he's been absent because he doesn't want to be tempted to suck her blood they talk a lot about how clumsy she is and how like protective he feels of her because she always seems about to get into an accident and then they spend an entire chapter playing like the question game where we have to Mm -hmm. learn like favorite colors (laughs) And, uh, oh my god. Which the question game is only interesting to people playing it. No I, one else wants to ever participate in any no. form of it unless you are the person trying to flirt your way to whatever. When you're trying to like write chemistry with two people, it seems like a cop out to just like get questions that you just want them to be talking about into the mix. I don't remember. <laughs> I just am not sure what enthralled me so much for so long. 
Yeah, I think the rest are better. Or at least the last two, I remember being like pretty action packed. I think Eclipse was always my favorite. So I wonder if that one was different. We'll have to, one day we'll get there. Okay. After that riveting game, they like, oh, they prepped to have like their first like one on one date together. Um, not like an accident, like the mushroom ravioli that they had, but like a real date. I love that that's the most memorable part of that whole thing. Mushroom ravioli. Yeah. That information has been living in my brain since I was 12. Do you think she knew the power she had, Stephanie Meyer, when she just picked a food, an entree? Uh, I mean, I've never even had it. It just grosses me out. I always think it's the craziest thing that she ordered. I've had it. I like mushrooms, though. <laughs> Did you eat it in forks? I think I only had pizza and forks. I got there late and there weren't a lot of restaurants. No fish fry? Um, actually, there was nothing open. It was really the middle of nowhere. And it was because the book came out like 10 years ago. You could tell there were all of these like hotels. We were staying in like this really big motel, like small, but like had a lot of rooms. And it was clear that like at some point back in the day, those used to be packed and they had like clothes that you could look at and little like twilight things in the lobby. But clearly there's not as many people going there now. And I just feel like if she had known how big her books would be, I wonder if she would have picked a real place because she threw that that town into like such a whiplash. They'll never be the same. They had like yeah. the craziest few years. The reservation, I'm sure, I didn't go there. People are just probably driving in there all the time or were back in the day in mass, just like, I don't know. Yeah, it was saying that she just was looking for somewhere rainy, small, and surrounded by forests, so she just used Google Maps. So I'm and wondering if now, like, looking back, if that seems irresponsible. I think a little. And she used a real, as far as I understand, yeah, a real reservation and, like, gave yeah. them a history that is not real or accurate and gives them all these legends that she made up i don't know i i I see your point i feel like you can only do like big cities yeah you it's so easy to make up a small town like you could literally name it anything why did you have to um so bizarre yeah okay so their date he like hunts in preparation for this date Mm -hmm. and she in preparation tells everybody yeah, she, like, makes up an alibi, basically, so that he could kill her no sweat, just in case. She just doesn't want him to, like, go down for her murder. Yeah, she's so alibi. weird. She, I feel like if this book was written now, there would have to be a conversation about therapy and her perhaps entering it. Because she has, like, <laughs> she really is so, from the beginning to end, like, he could kill me, but, like, this love story was pretty great for five minutes. And, like, that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. Life is hard. What are either of them falling in love about? I don't know. <laughs> I can't figure out why she's so, like, in on it. I have no to idea. To protect him. But she also genuinely thinks he won't do it. So I, I, maybe that's, like, the key. I mean, to genuinely think he won't do it, but also to be covering tracks and telling everybody makes me think on some level she is aware that it might happen. He doesn't kill her. She's correct. This is like what I call the Midnight Sun chapter, where basically we hear everything he's been feeling the whole time. I can't imagine how that reads in Midnight Sun because you already know all that information at that point. But he like walks you through basically the whole book in this chapter and like what he thought when he saw her and why it's been so difficult. He like shows her his sparkles. He runs her through the forest. (laughs) (laughs) His skin of a killer. Unlike the movie, they kiss on this date, not in her bedroom, which I totally forgot. Yeah, they kiss in the meadow. I did not remember. No, they kiss at her car. They, like, go all the way back to her car. Oh. And then they kiss over there. And then she gets really into it, and he's like, stop it. I yeah, he's mean to her, as usual. Yes. <laughs> How dare she want more? They keep talking. They're in her bedroom after this, and he lets it slip that he's been watching her sleep, and she's, like, totally mm-hmm. on board. She's like, really cool. Did I say anything cute? She's not like, you mean way back when I was a stranger to you? You were in my room? Was I ever changed? Like, she has no questions. She's just like, that's cool. He tells I'm so happy you love me so much. But then we get to hear a lot about Carlisle's history, all the siblings' powers. Then she Mm -hmm. meets all the Cullens at their house and gets more. Which I feel like barely. There was like no Alice in this book either. Oh, we got a lot at the end that was unnecessary, but... We basically, after this, meet the Collins, get more Carlisle stories. 
um, see Edward's bedroom. Then we kick things off with some action with a baseball game that like attracts mm-hmm. the three other vampires that have been. I forget in the book were they killing anybody? Like was it no? They were just like they just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the book you don't have like the same. So that's like one of the main movie differences we can get into later. But the book they're just kind of like plopped in. They just appear. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure like the Cullens know something. So maybe in Midnight Sun it is different. Hmm. I loved Midnight Sun this part because I felt like the baseball stuff and like the fight scene, what's all the action that's about to happen is very confusing. Spell is like half aware of what's going on. Sometimes she's mm-hmm. literally unconscious. So I did like Midnight Sun for some of that. <laughs> but basically they, the v- three vampires are not vegetarians. They eat humans. They see the Bell is there and are like what's happening um and they're like this is not a snack this is our uh she's with us and most of them are cool with that but james who's like a master hunter is like i'm gonna kill that girl and um, why couldn't they run her away i know they were like there's no time but like who cares like how is that not the better option still they run at like supersonic speed and then james would never have known i think he only really wanted to kill her because of the fact that edward yeah, that they clearly were protective of her. If he had no idea and he just thought, oh, yeah, she, they just like, they could have said, we had a human here, but he ran off to eat her. I don't know. They could have lied. I, yeah, or like know. have Emmett or whoever else. Like, who cares? It was so weird that that was like the path they chose. And then they don't really devise a plan. Emmett and Alice and Edward all try to, and then Bella comes up with the plan instead. Oh, my and God. Like, she is so worthwhile. We have to get make sure Charlie's safe. So we need like to devise a whole like decoy where like I go to the house, I yell at him, I say some really hurtful things, I leave. So then they don't think that I'm there to follow my trail. And then like Rosalie and Esme put on her clothes and they're supposed to like be leading James into a different location while she is like off in a car with Alice and Jasper going to phoenix which i still don't know why they did that they could have gone literally anywhere anywhere can they get on a plane the vampires with the light um i guess they would have to know that they're landing somewhere they would have to be at dark nighttime the whole time yeah there's a lot of things they could do they they're also with- rich just get a private plane how have they not worked this out they really don't do the whole like i'm a vampire i can do whatever i want and i'm rich thing the way other books capitalize on which is half yeah. the fun of being a vampire Instead, we have to sit with them in a random hotel room. All of this takes, I just, my note just says too long. All of it. All of it's too long. <laughs> and I'm like, in a hotel room for so it's many hours. too long. And Jasper's fine. He doesn't want to eat her. if we are, like, fans of the series, we know that does not last. No. But he's, like, totally A-OK. It's not even, like, a conversation. Is he fine? No. And what are they? They're just sitting there. Like, they don't even do anything. Like, I get we're all stressed, but oh, my God. They just sit there. Like, they what do you guys do all the time? It sounds so boring. Alice gets a vision um, and knows that James is, like, didn't fall for the decoy. And he's on his way to a ballet studio. And then James. visions are really just useless. They change so constantly. And um, they just, like, never come at any, like, helpful time. Like, no. you got the vision that, like, three vampires are coming, what, t- 20 seconds apparently before? Like, why? I feel like as soon as James, James, like, calls Bella after this and says that he has her mom and she, like, devises a plan to escape. Wouldn't oh. Alice have a vision? I feel like Alice would know, but she doesn't see Bella, does she? But she does see Bella because she sees Bella becoming either dead or a vampire. But then I thought it was, like... She didn't see the three vampires coming in the field because Bella, like, clouds her. They later say that, but, like, that makes no sense. Plot like, I think in a different book, they say because she can, like, shield things. Like, Edward can't read her mind and Alice can't, like, see futures where Bella's in. But, like, Alice can and has, I thought. The literal last line of the book is, I'm betting on Alice, which is about a vision Alice had where she's a vampire. But Yeah. Okay, we'll so never Bella- know plan is to escape from Jasper and Alice, never see Edward again, and sacrifice herself for her mother. Her escape okay. is at an airport, and she has a memory from being at an airport. Despite saying when she gets there that she's never traveled really anywhere, she's like, I know the layout of this airport and how to go, how to secretly get out of here. 
I guess what? Okay. I can run fast now without tripping. Well, yeah. <laughs> never happened once this Doesn't entire time. I've just been to JFK a lot and couldn't tell you like a good escape route from JFK. And I, no. I'm just like, who goes to an airport and is like, I got this. She's just really confident about the layout. It confused me. She is the most confident she's been in this entire book. And why did you have to call your home phone to call your mom? Like, how did that not seem like a flaw in thinking to anybody? To let her call that phone. These last, like, hundred pages, no one's thinking. Um, That was my mistake. (laughs) Because James doesn't have her mom, spoiler, uh, just a home video. He wants to torture her. She goes there thinking, like, okay, I'm just going to go die gonna be fine but then she's like oh my god he wants to torture me that's not what i was thinking and then he bites her that was a crazy like, twist that would suck. she's like oh i gotta leave and then she really can't because she's in a room with a vampire um edward comes and saves her sucks out the venom mir- like miraculously because you know he just wants to yeah because for whatever reason carlisle couldn't do it I know they give right? some, like, bullshit reason, but, like, Carlisle, just tell him how to hold her broken leg and you do it. Like, what, uh-huh. are, you, what are you talking about? Multitask, you ER Please. doctor. You're 300 years old. And, like, this is his thing. He sees blood every day. So they save her. She is in the hospital. And they tell everybody that she fell down some stairs and out of a window at a hotel. And I'm just like, does everybody not think that Edward pushed her down the stairs? That's what I was saying. I was like, as if these nurses would not, like, be screaming domestic violence. And her parents are both, they don't question her. No, they're like, thank God Edward and his handsome father were there to help you. I was Um, like, yeah, it, it totally seems that he, like, stalked her. Mm-hmm. pushed her and now she suddenly wants to move back to forks and be with him rejects her mom's offer to go to florida with her um she's like no i want to stay in forks and then she edward is trying to talk her into going to florida and she's like no i'm staying with you i'm betting on alice i'm going to be turned into a vampire one day oh, yeah, she's like full panics yes her heart like stops and the nurse is like are you good or it stops when they kiss too she just is having like some palpitations and then the yeah. last doctor <laughs> is him true to character forcibly taking her to prom which she doesn't want to go to but guess what he's bringing her that's the end and alice like gets her all ready for it which like would have been fun to read and hang out and see girl time but of course we get robbed of that and just get told about it it's all bella and edward all of it we get a little jacob cameo at the dance where he's like my dad i loved it jacob Um, is the funniest part of this whole book He's, like, warning her against hanging out with the Collins. The dad offered to buy his car part if he goes. He was like, bet, I will do that. I left, you know, many, many details out, but that is the gist of this love story. My only (laughs) other note is that this book falls down, like, the same, and I think it's a sign of the time, but the same issue where, like, any time a group of high school girls in this book are like talking oh yes instead of saying they are talking or having a conversation the word gossiping is exclusively used and it pisses me off so bad just because two women are having a conversation does not automatically mean they're in the corner gossiping like what the fuck are you talking about that's so true i didn't even know the time always do this and bella is not a girl's girl justice for jessica She's really hard on them. So is Edward and Midnight Sun. They both just, like, shit on every not-vampire. But we love it. We, yeah, I, like, enjoyed the reread, sort of. I was stuck on a tarmac for three hours and read, like, most (laughs) of this book on my phone. And it was just, like, good thing I have all of this time to really knock it out. Because I think I needed to do it quickly because it was so much um, explaining that I needed to knock it out fast because I couldn't sit with it for much, very long. Yeah, I went through phases where, like, I started it and was like, oh, my God, this is the only thing I want to do for the next six hours. And then, like, I hit a hard wall and was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) It got to a certain point where I was, like, almost over halfway and the baseball game hadn't happened yet. And I was like, oh, my God, there's still so much we're supposed to do here. And honestly, the same thing happened with the movie. This movie is two hours long two hours too too much and so much of the same i mean lines 
are verbatim pulled from the book. Yeah, it is very similar. But before we move into movie land, I will say we've got a few book facts for us. Stephanie Meyer, I feel like this is like a pretty common knowledge for anyone in the fandom, but the idea came to her in a dream. So she had a dream about a human girl and a vampire who was in love with her, but also thirsted for her blood. And Meyer woke up and wrote the transcript in like three months. I want to know the like which part she saw. Like, was he sparkling? Could he read minds and not hurt? Like, I'm curious about which details came. Some of them are really bizarre. And I'm like, is that from a dream? Or did you come up with that after? It makes sense that she went with it because it did become wildly successful. But also, like, what in the overconfidence made her Mm -hmm. think this was even worth her time? I would have been like, that's a crazy dream. (laughs) Because there was a lot of um, vampire stuff that had been published already. And then after this got famous, all of those things were, like, repackaged and republished and resold. Um, oh, she yeah. was not the first. So it's just funny. Sometimes you like hit at the exact right time. She started like a whole trend. That's true. It was like a resurgence. Um, and then each book is inspired by a beloved classic. So apparently Twilight is Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, which I've never read and never seen the movie. Yeah. What do you think of that? Is that accurate? Uh, someone in the like Edward just being such a dick the whole time because Mr. Mr. Darcy. He's definitely not like nice and warm to her. I forget her name because I suck at names. Also, I really have to pee, so it's hard to concentrate. (laughs) You want to just take a pause? A lot of water. No, I got it. I I won't remember her name even if I go pee. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that checks out for me that that's what this is based on. It's fun. It's cool that she does that. I have actually read Wuthering Heights recently because I never had, and I was. She talks about it so much in the next book. Apparently that one was Eclipse. Yeah. Oh, you're right. New you're Moon right. is Romeo and Juliet, which and I guess I can see that. Merchant in Venice is believed to be the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And then we get that. A Midsummer Night's Dream for also the fourth one. Never read that either. Nope, don't know. Not work to do. I, do we? <laughs> <laughs> for this sole reason, no. I will read classics. But you like The Magicians, right? With that author, Lev Grossman. So he said, people do not want to just read Meyer's books. They want to climb inside them and live there. And then he went on to compare her work to Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So she's up there with some great iconic titles. I guess in the idea of a franchise. But as far as like the literariness. They're not literary, which I... Like, I, I don't think anyone's going to these for that, technically. And then we have the foreign titles of this book. So not all of them were translated to be Twilight. So for Swedish, we have If I Could Dream, and Norwegian is The Kiss of Eternity. Oh, those are cool. Which, I like The Kiss of Eternity. I feel like that makes sense. He I talks read- about Twilight like 700 times in this book, though. Yeah, she like originally called the book Forks, and they were like, "You got to do something better." And then she I really don't know. just wanted to destroy the town. Um, I don't know if she like added all the Twilight references after changing the name, or if like she just was reading through the book. Like, what have I mentioned four times? This one, this word. But Which every cool. time he went and explained it, I still was like, I like can't remember why it's oh, called Twilight because it's like the best time of day for them because the. They're not sparkling, but it's also sad because it's, like, the end of the day and, like, uh, the darkness is coming. It was really, like, weird for uh, someone who lives in, like, a place that's cloudy all the time where I was like, isn't it always? Like, can you tell when it's twilight? I don't know. Yeah, he's so melancholy. I feel like especially in the movie, which we can get into our cast if you want so we can fully Ah. picture what's happening here. Wait, I have so many casting secrets. While you say who's who, I'm going to tell you who almost was. Oh, perfect. I love that. And I want to maybe brag a little. I did this full cast list solely based on memory, (laughs) (laughs) which is slightly embarrassing. So the easy ones right off the bat, we have Miss Bella Swan is the wonderful Kristen Stewart, who has really only improved with age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She could have been. Lily Collins, Lucy Hale, Jennifer Lawrence. 
um, Michelle Trachtenberg from Gossip Girl, Brie Larson, Sarah Paxton, or Jamie Lynn Spears. Those were all. Oh my god. But the author wanted Emily Browning. Who's that? I think if you saw her face, you would know who she is. But I couldn't tell you what she's in. She's just like in stuff. <laughs> in stuff. I think the yeah. I feel like Lucy Hale or like Lily Collins would have worked. But Jamie Jennifer Lynn Lawrence must not have, have been doing Hunger Games yet then, right? Yeah, it was pre-Hunger Games. So then I that probably would have been one or the other. She got the right role for her, I feel. I think so. Oh my god, Jamie Lynn, that would have been horrendous. <laughs> Maybe amazing, though, in an alternate version. Yeah. Well, for Edward Cullen, we have Robert Pattinson, who has been quite quiet lately, I feel. Yeah, it's time for him to do another good movie, because he makes yeah. good movies. Um, I know, I really like him. I Remember Me is one of my favorite movies. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Me saying he has good movies, and I'm like drawing a blank on what He's I like. He's in Batman... The Lighthouse. I mean, he's Cedric Diggory. I read that he beat out 5,000 guys for this role, including <laughs> Dave Franco and Colton Haynes from Teen Wolf. But my favorite, oh, wow. my favorite fact ever is that the author wanted Henry Cavill for, for this role, which is so funny to me because it's like, of course you did. Of course you wanted Henry Cavill. Wild. But I mean, back then, though, did we know who Henry Cavill was? Not as much as we do now. He wasn't like The Witch or anything. But I just mean that he's like so aesthetically beautiful that, of course, the author's top choice is like. Yeah, they really did weird things to Rob to make him look how I think she wanted him to look. He's like not unattractive, but they make him like almost ghoulish. He had no formal training for his American accent, which makes sense. <laughs> he sounded yeah, that adds up. If he was allowed to say more than three words at a time, it really went haywire. He sounded like an a, like an alien from another planet who had never spoke. It was so weird. And I read that he didn't speak for a week for like prior to filming so that he would feel isolated like Edward. And I was like, you mean you didn't oh. talk for one week and then you didn't have training for this accent and you just jumped in? In my brain, they weren't American. Like if he was in 1918 with like the Spanish flu, like do they ever say where he was? I guess I the only one I know for sure is American is Jasper, and that's because of his ill-advised uh, yeah. backstory. He's a Confederate soldier, which I don't know why she did that. Um, because she's a Edward, crazy person. Edward's from Chicago, Illinois, so why does he talk like that? No, no clue. What about, like, the transatlantic accent? I Maybe. feel like that's what he should have had. You know that, what? Does, Vampire Diaries does a really good job of that. Like, anytime they do flashbacks, I feel like they give them, like, funny... <laughs> old school accents okay we have jacob black who is our hands down king continues to be a wonderful person taylor lautner he said his name is pronounced lautner recently so oops been doing that wrong hmm. he should have fixed it a long no. time ago he had every opportunity i know um the person lautner? who talks for that role was tyler posey from teen wolf which is funny oh, that would have been great Okay, on to, now we have the Cullen clan, which I think this is where my brain power was more impressive. Nice, yeah. Carlisle Cullen, who all growing up, I love Jacob Black, of course, but like this was actually my person. Peter Facinelli. Oh, wow. I was like, that's the man for me. Oh, I know. So never if anyone really asked, I was always like, no, I'm actually Team Carlisle, because I liked to be different. <laughs> he was almost Charlie Hunnam from, um... <gasps> That, that would have stand. I, I same. I would have loved that too. You would have still been Team Carlisle. Um, and then we have Esme Cullen, who's Elizabeth Reiser or Reiser. I don't know that she has done anything. I, sometimes she pops up in horror movies. I feel like she's like not a huge actress still. Yeah. And Alice Cullen is Ashley Green. Yes. Who was in LOL? If anyone remembers, with yeah. Miley Cyrus, Lucy Hale, and Michelle Trachtenberg also tried out for Alice. Oh, they would have been good Alice's, too. Maybe Lucy Hale would have been more of an Alice than Bella. Jasper Hale is Jackson Rathbone, who was my next crush. I loved Jasper. Wasn't he in a band? Like the monkeys? Yes, the monkeys. I listened to their music a lot. He's also on an episode of Criminal Minds. Rosalie Hale is Nikki Reed, who is now married to Ian Summerholden. Another vamp. Vampire crossover. And then Emmett Cullen is Kellen Lutz, who was in Stick It. The guy who played James, Cam Gigande, was originally cast oh. as Emmett. 
<laughs> he would have been a good Emmett. And then he said, I don't want to be Emmett, actually. Can I be James? So they switched him over. Was he like, I've had a, I've had enough of this. I don't want to be in any of your movies again. They had to shoot all of his scenes, like the baseball and the ballet things, like very, very first so that he could leave because he had to go film something else. So I don't know how he would have ever been Emmett. Yeah, that's like the thing with um, Victoria. I didn't write about them because I forgot about them. But Victoria's first actress changes and she later becomes Bryce Dallas Howard. Apparently, they always wanted Bryce, but she said no to it because there weren't enough scenes in the first movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is bizarre that they were like, asked her back. I feel like I would have been like, okay, bitch, like, what have you been doing? (laughs) (laughs) You've got something better to do than this? Fine. Um, I don't think you had probably because they're random, these names, but Jessica was almost Mae Whitman. I forgot, yeah. And then... Mike Newton was supposed to be Kristen Stewart's then-boyfriend, Michael Angarano. That's right. I forgot she was dating someone else when these first started. Newton is one of my main celebrity holidays. We're both born on July 25th because I needed to know which Twilight cast member had my birthday. And unfortunately for me, (laughs) he was the only one. But I guess I lucked out having anybody. And then we have Charlie Swan, who is Billy Burke, which as of lately... Team Charlie is really <laughs> the biggest thing to come out of this. He's great in these movies. He's mm-hmm. really shit on all over the book, but so it's a star-studded cast, really. Especially now, looking well, back. Now, <laughs> I feel like it was not then. At the time, yeah, it was kind of crazy. All newbies, but I think that works out in their favor. Yeah, I feel like they did that on purpose. Yeah, they must have. I think they had a low. Well, I know they had a low budget. The oh yeah, it was like pressure to cut a lot of money out of this movie. Because they didn't think it would do well. Well, now Lionsgate has a TikTok and they're always posting like shit posts about this and they're all very funny. That's like funny. they make fun of it constantly. So with this movie, just picture like everything you said and then picture this cast that I just read out to you. Because basically, it is exactly the same. They've maybe, like, changed a little bit, like, who said what and where they're saying it. But, like, a lot of the lines are word for word in the script and a lot of the plot points. So we mentioned it a little bit before about how, like, the three vampires just appear at the baseball game in the book. But in the movie, I think they needed to, like, do a little bit more explaining, I guess. Or they've, like, hired these actors, so they want to give them more Uh, screen time. The director said she wanted to just, like, introduce some, like, a sense of a threat early on so it wasn't so sudden at the end. That, like, the whole time you had, like, a foreboding, dangerous vampire threat. Yeah, so they have, like, in this movie there's this character, Waylon, who is, like, friends with Charlie and Jacob's dad. And he gets murdered by, like, the three nomad vampires. So, like, that like brings it directly to Forks and Charlie is like working on the cases and a few other people get killed and it's like an animal attack. But weirdly enough, Charlie seems like suspicious that it's not an animal. So I didn't understand if they were like laying the groundwork for him to like know about vampires one day, but it like almost seemed like he knew more than he was letting on. But a funny point is that Waylon is wearing like that kiss me I'm Irish shirt um at the diner and then later that's like the shirt Victoria is wearing oh yeah which I never noticed that connection I don't know if I did I read that when they showed up that they wore slippers painted like bare feet and I don't understand why I don't have the context for why just that that's what happened (laughs) wait what do you mean when they showed up like in the baseball field. Oh, well, when they do that, you, they were walking on a conveyor belt. Yes. That's how it looks so smooth. So maybe that's why they needed grip. That's bizarre. And then the Cullens have a family crest. So like that keeps popping up. Like Edward wears a bracelet. Some of them have rings or necklaces. Um, That's never mentioned in the book. So I'm wondering yeah. if they just needed like a merch opportunity. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were like a family crest has got to be it. Maybe. But in Hot Topic, I'm, I wonder even now you could probably find it. And then Edward takes Bella to his house to meet the family. 
And, like, that's when he gets all of Carlisle's backstory and stuff in the book. But in the movie, he takes her, and the Collins are cooking her dinner, which is really cute. But then mm-hmm. Edward is so annoying, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm hungry. And he's like, no, she already ate. And then Rosalie, like, breaks a bowl with her hands. Just let her lie a little to, like, make everybody happy. Exactly. Or she could have been like, no, no, I'm still hungry. Like, they just did nothing yeah. to fix it and then just, like, dipped out. And I was like, this was all very bizarre. Also, Rosalie they were being so um, sweet. cut her hand in real life on that glass, so that's why she's wearing gloves. Is that why scene. she's wearing driving gloves? It looks so yeah. weird. Ow. I don't know why they Wouldn't didn't Wouldn't it have been breakaway glass? Like, why not just have her drop it? I, I guess know. to show strength, was that the point? I mean, also her hair fell out from dyeing it, so she just had a time. That is, and they did the worst dye job, too. And then we have Victoria, who is, like, kind of a part of a book in, like, the fact that she's there. But really, she, like, disappears entirely and isn't seen again until New Moon in the books. But for the movie, it ends. And, like, I think it's to bring it into, like, the next movie. But you see Victoria watching them at prom. Yeah, with that music. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The soundtrack. So So I think we might have fallen off of this a little bit with our playlist, but we will be sure to add this soundtrack to the Movies Better playlist because this, I just, like, can't imagine a better movie soundtrack. It's so, and I I read that, like, the rest of the movies, they don't really use, like, recognizable songs, like the Muse baseball song, or they use, like, more things that were written specifically for the rest of the movies and this is yeah. like the only movie that has like popular good music in it i don't new moon soundtrack i remember really liking but then i don't know about I would like that one it was depressing it's like a thousand years is like the other one that's carried on from the later movies but yeah. i don't know any of the other ones but this one was pretty great start to finish it had oh yeah like song. modest mouth mouse muse but all in all i think this movie was like it was made for the fans like twilight already had a huge fandom i think they knew not to mess with it so much like there was already fan pages like doing fan casts of things and like they knew there was gonna be like a significant group of people willing to support it if they did it the way they wanted it done would you believe me if i told you that when the director was originally given a twilight script it had jet skis the deaths of charlie and carlisle and like (sighs) sharp vampire teeth and she said they gave her a few scripts for different things and she was like i hate this and gave it back and then she read twilight and was like oh i i like this story i hate what they gave me but i could do something with this book so then she and like melissa rosenberg who wrote every script after that for the series like reworked twilight to be like the book and stephanie meyer had like what they called a Stephanie, like Stephanie's Bill of Rights, where she wanted like, she wanted the line and the lamb conversation verbatim. She didn't want any of that changed. There were like certain lines that she demanded were in there. And then um, I guess, according to this article I read, one of the reasons that the director didn't come back for more was because it was in Stephanie's Bill of Rights, I guess, or she, the director had asked to like diversify the Collins and not make like every person in this movie white. And Stephanie was like, no, in the book, they're white. So they got to be white. And she rejected that. It was part of her like, so the Stephanie director has some weird takes. I'm never going to agree with a take of like oh, the Lord of the Rings is <laughs> needs to be all white because I read a book and like a character is described that way. I'm never going to be on board. So it's like surprising. I had never heard that back then. So I wonder if that was like publicized that that was something that she was against. I remember it being publicized that they wanted a different director for each movie. So I think that's how they tried to spin it and they just kept getting new people. But she was one of like the highest grossing female directors at the time. I don't know if Greta has now beat her out, but Barbie movie might have done it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she did a good job especially with like a low budget the- oh yeah i think she would have done great with all of them after but this one's definitely uh it's a vibe it's good it like as cringy as the story can be it's like impossible to look away from it's so good so would you say are you movie or book oh i'm movie <laughs> i don't know i think i like the rest of the books better like i said there's not any really any real jacob in this and there's not a lot of action until the very end it's just a lot of talking about 
lore. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll find out in due time whether we like the other books or not. But Yes. I the movie, I'm, like, speeds up all the conversations that I was yeah. bored by. I think I yeah. am movie as well, but beyond movie, my true go-to is the movie with Robert Pattinson's commentary. Have you ever oh heard gosh, that? I have. I had the DVD that happened. <laughs> exactly. If you have the original DVD, <sighs> you can have Robert Pattinson absolutely ripping the movie to shreds as you watch it in real time, which I think after this one, they never did again. <laughs> it's so fun. I have a quote from him that I feel like really sums up his thoughts on this movie. Well, starting with just the fact that he auditioned on Valium because he was nervous. Oh. He had never taken Valium before, but took it before his audition. Is that why he had to keep acting that way? Maybe. He almost got fired <laughs> for acting too emo. Like, I guess his, like, people came up to him during, like, a lunch break and were like, everything you're doing, you need to stop and do the opposite or you'll be out of there by the end of the day. Oh, and he no. had to, like, shift. But the quote from him, or actually, no, it's a quote from Kristen Stewart about him. She said, he had an intellectual approach that was combined with, I don't give a fuck about this, but I'm going to make this sing. And I was like, ugh, same. And whatever, we were young and stupid. And not to say that we made it so much better, but that's what it needed. <laughs> I'm confused. What were they giving that was needed? Was it they just awkward giving... breathing <sighs> and grimaces? Lots of sighing. So much sighing. But then that makes sense because in the book, if I had to hear one more time about how good Edward's breath smelled, it was like mouth-watering to her. I was like, this is disgusting. I'm trying to see if I have... Oh, I do have a fact about... Did you see the Stephanie Meyer cameo? It's quite... Yes, I'm, I finally, for once, found it right away as it was happening. I was like, there's our girl who thinks Doesn't long the... khaki skirts are indecent. Doesn't the waitress say her name? She's sitting there writing a book, too. Which, that like, must be a thing, though, because they say hi, bye, Sarah. So maybe they try to make it obvious in most movies. And along for the ride? Yeah, because she's leaving the store, right? Yeah. My last fact is that, oh no, I have a couple more. Bella wore a wig and <laughs> contacts. Because she, she was doing the runaways. Well, and she doesn't have brown eyes. So they were what like, color are her eyes? I think green or something. She needed brown contacts. Um, it took them 13 takes to do that apple uh, scene where he catches <laughs> it like the cover. He had to do that 13 times, which I'm pretty impressed by. I would have thought it would have taken more. It also took me 13 tries to pause the tv <laughs> so we're That's one and the same with that last but not least this is really a weird fact to end on but it just happens to be my last one they used chicken and honey as substitutes for flesh in fights you're welcome for that what was the honey for i don't know it's all i have that's so annoying of all these fact websites there mm -hmm. were so many more i really had to limit Oh, yeah, you can find, like, top 100 Twilight facts if yeah. you really want to kill some time. And they, like, span all the movies. I was like, yeah. we could do an entire podcast where we just talked about this forever. Yeah, it was weird. Miss Myers has no Instagram. Unless I'm, like, living under a rock. I don't think so. Why? Uh, I don't know. She'll never know about us. She used to have that website where she would, like, write a Yeah, lot. it hasn't been updated in forever. When everyone released, or when Midnight Sun was leaked, she just was like, close herself off, I feel. That's <laughs> so like, dramatic. I can't yeah. believe she, like, took it all back. Do you think she just needed some more money? Like, why didn't it come out when it came out? Yeah, she must have just needed money. What other reason for the life and death thing, too? Which I don't I think it. I've read. I've read it. It's, it's, like, almost verbatim, just if you swapped he, she the whole time. Ew. And, like, hair length. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a female vampire and a male human. But then is the female vampire Bella? They have different names, I think. Oh, well, really, where's the fun? Yeah, it was a weird time. I'm sure we'll get to more of these one day. I need a little bit of a break. No, I let's give it a year. Before we get into our current reads, I do want to say that we're doing a fun October spooky special month where all the episodes are going to be if you spooky special month spooky and our next one's going to be beastly by alex oh my god what was your name alex flynn 
So mm-hmm. if anyone wants to read a Beauty and the Beast retelling. I'm excited for that one. That's up next. Well, what are you currently reading? I am still on the audio train. I just finished reading Ophelia After All, which was... I've been doing... I've been finding that I like to read more YA on audio than, like, getting from the library in person. So I've just been racking up my YA reads. That was my latest. And then physically, I'm reading a book called Mama by Terry McMillan from the 80s, and I'm liking it. Right now, I am reading The Night and Its Moon by Piper CJ, which I found out about on TikTok, but it's like a fantasy YA romance. Ooh. Exactly. So it's been good so far. Love a TikTok wreck. Just kidding. Yeah. I know you don't have a TikTok, but I always send you things. But there's a lot of authors on TikTok who are like self-marketing and then they like self-publish. It's kind of cool. Oh, if anyone wants to read those or Beastly, our bookshop page, which is bookshop.org slash shop slash movies better. Yeah, right. Has links to, I mean, every book we've ever covered for the podcast and every book we've ever mentioned while filming. So if your TBR is low and you need something new, go check it out. Mm-hmm. And you can support local that way. We love that. Beautiful. And you can follow along on, we'll share on our Instagram while we're reading Beastly, any little fun teaser facts and um, quotes and stuff until we film the episode. So if you want to get excited, we're on Instagram at, at Movies Better. Yeah, right. Beautiful. And now at this point, I also have to pee. Wow. How perfect. I am about to... <laughs> reach my limit here so (laughs) goodbye everybody bye